0: Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today it's me and I'm going to be talking all about when you don't feel good enough something that is so 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 common in the therapy room but i just wanted to let you know that i have several guests lined up for the rest of june and for july so if you really enjoy those interview episodes just want to let you know there are lots more coming so um yeah and do let me know if there's anyone particularly that you would like me to speak to as it's really interesting to hear some of your feedback and the ones that you are particularly enjoying So let's talk about not feeling good enough. So people will often say things like, I'm boring, I'm not intelligent enough. Maybe people don't like me. I'm too this, I'm too that. Comparing themselves a lot to others. These are words heard really frequently in the therapy room. And lying underneath these derogatory statements is a fundamental belief of I'm not good enough. And then if you don't feel good enough, this inner feeling of unworthiness tends to permeate every area of your life, through your relationships, through your work progress and social engagements. It's like having a millstone around your neck as you carry this heavy psychological baggage into every situation. Fundamentally as well, it causes lingering pain, which you then seek to avoid through eating or not eating, through alcohol, drugs, shopping, or workaholism, to name a few. The coping strategies, of course, bring temporary relief from the turmoil bubbling inside your head, but it doesn't really fix it, does it? And much of this coping is quite unconscious. You might not even have the words to express your feelings. Rather, you just sense that something is off kilter. You may feel lost in the jungle of life with no light at the end of the tunnel. I distinctly remember in my earlier life not feeling good enough. And I was told very frequently by someone very close to me growing up that I was incompetent. Now, I have a lot of compassion for that person who said that to me many, many times, very sadly. But I know that person was really hurting and actually deep down they didn't feel competent themselves. But that comment, those, you know, hearing that again and again, it did really impact me for many years. And even actually saying the word back in my 20s, it would almost make me wince. And I remember bringing it up in a therapy session and just really breaking down when I would kind of hit the nail on the head almost of what was at the bottom of everything, just this horrible feeling of feeling incompetent and not enough. And it was so, so hard to shake it off. I kind of guessed back then, I really believed it to the core of my being. And it impacted everything. So because of feeling incompetent in a way, I had my incompetent antennae up. So when I went out into the world, I would always be seeking out evidence to prove that I was incompetent. So never mind if I did well in my degree, or if I had really good friends, I could only focus on the things that weren't going so well. and. One of the things that I am not very good at, and um, I really don't care now, but it used to bother me a lot when I was younger, but I'm not very good at maths, you know, I got a C in my GCSE, so do you know what, I've got enough to get by and survive in life. But it used to really, really bother me, because that was an area of my life that I felt I was really weak at, and I would really worry about this a lot, because I really felt this was evidence of my incompetence. And it was almost like I ignored all the other parts of my life that were going well and I focused in. And I remember as well working in a bar and placing an insane amount of pressure on myself to be able to do mental arithmetic really, really fast and add up people's drinks orders um, rather than putting it through the till. And actually, you know, for me, (laughs) that wasn't something that I could do easily. I would have had to really, really work at it. But I remember as well that somebody once in the bar made a comment about um, my adding up. And the crazy thing was that was almost like, you know, exactly the comment that I was telling myself. It was My radar was completely up. So when I heard that comment, I took it in really personally and I felt I had evidence of my incompetence. And you can kind of really see that looking back now in on that situation, Um, I was looking at the world in a very distorted way, really. But because I felt in my core that I was so incompetent, I was like constantly looking for evidence of it and then reinforcing that belief again and again and again. So you can just see, though, the power of how we can start to reinforce our beliefs. And often this is quite an unconscious process. But I'll be coming to more of this in a moment. But the good news is, as well, when we start looking at things in a different way and we start to feel that we are more good enough, we can start to look for evidence to the contrary, and that can be very empowering. Anyway, so what else did it impact not feeling good enough? So for me personally as well, it impacted my relationships, particularly probably more my relationships with men. I allowed people to walk over me. I didn't really define my limits. So it was my own fault as well, really, because of I kind of, I sometimes think when you don't have boundaries, it's almost like having a house with no fence up. So people in a way would just kind of trample into your garden because they don't really know where the boundary is. And that's kind of what it was a bit like with me. So I remember I would end up kind of tolerating things that I wasn't really, really happy with. People didn't treat me as I wanted to be treated, but actually I guess they were treating me as I felt I deserved to be treated. So If you're relating to this, you know, perhaps just have a kind of think about, you know, how is it affecting your relationships? How's it affecting your studying or your work? How's it affecting your daily life? Because I think not feeling good enough is just such a big barrier and it's like carrying this awful great kind of weight around which holds you back. But once upon a time, you would have felt enough, even if it was for a momentary phase. As a baby, you were born feeling good enough. You came into the world without shame or embarrassment. You expected your needs to be met appropriately with nourishment and care, and you brought all of you to the table with boldness and bracing honesty. So as a little baby, you know, when you were hungry, you cried. If you were tired, you cried. If you needed a cuddle, you cried. You didn't kind of stop that because of you were worrying about what other people were going to think you were very much just kind of bold and out there but then of course what happens is you grew up life begins to shape your development and self-belief and early experiences with caregivers school and friends influence how you feel about yourself and we can start to learn that the love can be conditional and you can then begin to kind of mold yourself to be what the world wants you to be now, if you're really lucky enough to predominantly feel love, support and encouragement from your early caregivers and the people in your life that were influential, then you're likely to have much greater resources of self-belief, feeling that you're worthy as you are, and without having to meet a multitude of requirements to be acceptable. However, if you experience criticism, bullying or unhelpful comparisons with others, then you might doubt your lovability, feeling that conditions must be met to avoid rejection. And this can place you on a relentless treadmill of striving to achieve through work, appearance, fitness, eating and relationships to gain approval. And as we know, striving to be good enough is like spinning on a hamster wheel that never stops. The illusion that worthiness arrives once a goal is achieved is futile because the goalposts always move and you'll always need another qualification, more money, a lower number on the weighing scales or additional likes on social media. It's relentless. So how do you start to feel good enough? So I'm going to talk about three ways to change this and I do want to give you some real hope because I can remember in my 20s that my good enough rating was pretty much zero or one out of 10. That's with 10 being good enough, zero being really scraping the barrel rock bottom. And nowadays, I do not feel like that at all. Actually, I feel worthy. I feel good enough. I can accept my imperfections. I can acknowledge my strengths. I'm in a very different place. But of course, it's taken some time to get to this place. So how to change this? So number one, begin to actually validate yourself because I think I know for me for many many years I really thought that if someone from the outside told me I was good enough gave me permission to do what I wanted to do you know told me I was a good girl kind of really got behind me that that somehow was going to make everything okay and then I could finally feel good enough and I could you know achieve my dreams or whatever but what's really powerful to recognize is actually that internally validating yourself is far more powerful it's been to realize as well that the current paradigm is outdated this thing you're holding on to um in terms of what your boss said what your parents said what the people at school said you don't have to hold on to that anymore that's really outdated that was just somebody's opinion, probably someone's opinion who was really hurting and struggling themselves. And it's just crazy and so unhelpful to hold on to those old messages. A bit like for me, like that being told I was incompetent time and time and again, you know, actually now I don't accept that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect or I have things sorted, but I can really see that that comment, um, is not something I need to take on board. Actually, that was much more about the other person and their struggles than about me. So it's beginning to realize in a way that no amount of external validation can make you feel enough. But instead, you can turn to yourself with warmth and compassion and acknowledge the little child who didn't get what he or she needed. And you're not to blame for this. You're you're not flawed, you're not unworthy. And, you know, maybe the people around you were kind of doing the best that they could at the time, but they just couldn't always perhaps give you what you needed. But now as an adult, you can give yourself these kind words, you can give yourself this validation. So you can begin to praise and validate yourself from the inside out. You can tell yourself that you are enough with your words, you can say it aloud, you can write it in your journal. And you can say to yourself, the thing that you really, really needed to hear, the thing that was perhaps really missing for you as a child. And actually you can give yourself those words today and you can start to really show yourself that kindness and that respect. So treat yourself with the love and respect that you would show to someone you care deeply about. Because I'm sure that you are very kind to family members, to friends, to pets that you love. And actually, you deserve to give yourself that same kindness and validation too. So number one, validate yourself. Number two, stay in your own lane. Now, again, a really, 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 really vital one. Now, when you are always looking outside for external validation for whether you're good enough it's really, really hard to win. Because if you ask 20 different people their opinion about how you look, what you should study, what you should do about that job, what you should do about your partner, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, you're gonna get a whole mix of different opinions. And then it can be really, really, really confusing. And if your sense of self is a bit shaky, um, hearing all those different opinions is gonna make you just kind of lose your own voice even more. So what's really valuable as well in starting to feel good enough is to stay in your own lane and put the blinkers on to the comparisons, focus on your own special values and qualities and start to listen to your own voice. It's so easy to get sidetracked and out of balance with your true identity rather being, you know, who you feel you should be rather than following your unique path. So no one in the world has your distinctive set of qualities and gifts and you have everything you need within. So begin to shine a light on these qualities yourself. And I think sometimes what can really help with this is if you think as well about, when you think back to people you have been around that have made you feel really good and who have been very helpful in shining a light on the things that are really special about you and the things that you can feel accepting and that feel really part of you. That can kind of give you a clue in a way sometimes into seeing your values and strengths. But the thing is, you don't want to be relying externally. You want to be able to start doing that for yourself because if you can do that for yourself, it's there 24/7, and you can call on that whenever you're struggling or just even to give yourself a boost through the day. Whereas if you're always relying on the external, I mean, that's a bit like waiting for a bus, isn't it? Sometimes you might get lots of different compliments or external validation, and then it might dry up for a bit. And if you're so dependent on that, it leaves you in a very vulnerable place. So number two, stay in your own lane. Number three, perfection is a myth. Striving to be perfect is like trying to hit the bullseye on a dartboard every single time. Pretty impossible, really. So when you're not hitting the bullseye, if you're a perfectionist, you feel as though you're failing at life. So when you think about it in this way, if you're always trying to hit the bullseye, it seems like a bit of a crazy standard, doesn't it, to place on yourself. But if you're applying that to life, you can see how difficult it is to win. So it's an exhausting and ineffective way to live. Because human beings aren't perfect, they're inherently flawed. And I think, If you're always striving for perfection, you feel really, really isolated and alone. And you feel a bit like a fraud as you feel you can only share the good parts of yourself, whereas your imperfect parts become hidden and shameful. And I think as well what tends to happen is when we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, the imperfect bits which we all have tend to kind of leak out in quite unhelpful ways sometimes so you might find yourself like channeling a lot of that into maybe binge eating or secret eating or maybe you sort of secretly drink alcohol and um, by yourself and you don't like kind of let other people know that maybe you kind of got a gambling or a shopping habit um you know i think when we're just trying to put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect it's just impossible so remember, no human being is perfect, and actually we find the imperfections and quirks of others to be quite endearing and authentic, we're naturally drawn to the genuineness of someone being real, and I think as well that's why you can see from like many social media accounts where people have, you know, created really large followings by just being very genuine, authentic, showing their imperfections, because actually as human beings we really like that. Seeing a really kind of perfect image and where everything looks too good, it's not great. um, It's not real. So allow yourself to embrace your whole self fully, the light and the dark, so we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And it's like with me, you know, to this day, I have not suddenly become good at maths. (laughs) But the thing that has really changed is actually I fully accept myself that I'm not good at maths. And actually, I don't really care. because I know that there's lots of other things that I am good at and actually I didn't come into this world to be a maths teacher or to be able to do really fast mental arithmetic in my head there's lots of other things I believe that I've come here to do so I can just really be very kind to myself about that and just accept that about myself and actually that's really freeing because actually thank goodness there's loads of other people in the world that are brilliant at maths and they can get on and do all their brilliant math stuff and I can concentrate on the stuff I'm good at and actually that's okay you know it doesn't matter I don't have to be good at everything and I'm giving you the math thing as an example but there's lots of other areas of my life as well where I am very flawed and very imperfect too but I've just given you that as an example so number three was perfection doesn't exist so it can feel extremely challenging to shift core beliefs and to feel enough Um, But it's something that is really, really worth working on, investing in and to, you know, it can change everything. If you start to actually feel I am enough, if you actually start to feel that you're worthy, you're you're competent even, you're lovable, you're likable, you have things to bring to the world. Um, the way you show up in everything will just change. You know, the way you show up to your job or your studies, the way you show up in your relationships, you'll feel that you are allowed to have boundaries. You will be able to demand, not in a demanding kind of horrible way, but you'll be able to kind of just demand healthy respect from other people as well. And that makes you really feel good enough too, you know, having that kind of healthy respect and having those boundaries in place. So I hope you found this episode helpful and I hope it's given you some thoughts about thinking about how you can start to build your self-worth and to feel enough. So if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist. And if you'd like further rela- further relationship, further support with your relationship with food, do visit my website, theeatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. If you'd like to support this podcast, do visit my Patreon. Details about that are in the show notes. And I'd be really grateful if you would follow, rate and review this episode if you enjoyed it, um, as it really helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.